Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Blunts and Coffee. It's your boy back in the building, Pat. What's up, y'all? Man, it's Will. What's good with you? It's Cam Brown checking in. Let's get it. And just like any other Sunday, here we are having Blunts and more coffee. More discussions, more topic, man. We got a great discussion today, man. Uh, I feel like I'm just going to jump right into it, man. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the 9 to 5 versus chasing your dreams, right? And uh, it's 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 a great topic because I feel like over the time between you know generations of gaps between our parents and our lives, right? We kind of see life differently. You know what I'm saying? We got a different lens, and we of course we afford more opportunities, right? And so in a sense, you know the the traditional, you know, you work a nine to five, you know, you work a job forty years, you retire, you get your pension, you get your savings, your retirement, you're sixty five years old. And that's kind of like the way I I kind of like was brought up, you know. Right. That my parents talked about that type of trajectory, but like that that's you know I'm, I'm 25 right now, man. That's not how I picture my life going at all, you know. And I feel like, man, as millennials, of course, you know what I'm saying. We all all on the internet and stuff like that, and so we see what life could be, right? And so we want more. And so I feel like most of us, most of our peers. We not think about working the the nine to five like every day, right? We got like bigger dreams. We want to be CEOs. We want to be bosses. We want to be you know owners. You know what I'm saying? And so I guess today, man, I think we should kind of just like have a layway in, just talking about just how we view the nine to five struggle versus chasing your dreams in our day to day lives. So what y'all think about that, man? Let me know. Yeah, bro. I think the most important piece of the introduction you just that that comes to mind for me was that word like afforded, right? In terms of the way it was for like our parents and generations before us and us because uh you know a lot of the way our parents and their parents might view you know chasing your dreams you know going out being a rapper or whatever it is or artist or as an example versus paying those bills was that they didn't have a choice mm-hmm. you know what i mean a lot of the times they was were, due. <laughs> you know what i mean right. exactly a lot of the times the only thing that they could think about was just um surviving just surviving right i was just talking to um you know in in a conversation with uh, somebody who's thinking about retirement, it's like in her fifties, and she was just like, "Yeah, look, at this point, you know, I haven't done much for myself because all I've been doing is simply focusing on providing for my kids, putting them through school. Their loans are on me, making sure that they could do what they want to do, and so, um, you know, I, I haven't really thought about myself. And that was not just a choice that they made, but that was just reality. You know what I mean? Making sure that there was food on the table, making sure that." You know, the the lights are on and that just looked like them working a nine to five. And so the best that they could do was try to save for retirement and walk away at 65 or 75. And that's a great point to make because, like, in order for us to be here, you know what I'm saying? Great sacrifice was made, right? From our grandparents and from our great grandparents to um, up to our parents, man, for us to have these options, these choices. Because my my grandpa, when he was probably 25, he was a taxi cab driver. He was out of the military. You know what I'm saying? So just being afforded more options. You automatically think, all right, they did this nine to five. Especially, you know, you grow up, you see your parents leave, leave in the morning, and come back at night. You see that lifestyle, and of course, you know what I'm saying. You don't know what work life is like because you know you just in school and you just running around. But now that we young adults, we kind of been in the workforce for a little bit. I tell you right now, that this that nine to five is full of shit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not ideal uh, to be a young person. Uh, at a stationary desk, you know what I'm saying? Working the office, mm-hmm. um, answering calls, just 
being so one dimensional. That's that's my like that's kind of like my viewpoint on it. Mm. And uh, of course, you know, before I was working in the office, of course, you know, uh, we all football players here, man. So I feel like you kind of gotta go back to the roots because like my first goal, my first dream, my first dreams, I was playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, right, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, was, I was trying to score touchdowns on Sunday. You mm-hmm. know, and here we are. You know, years after, of course, I don't, I didn't get, you know, get a shot at that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like a, a dream deferred. You know, at, at that point, but and then you jump into the nine to five. Right. You know, yeah. and I was like, ah, I'm 23 years old, already nine to five. I'm like, ah, this sucks. Um, I'm making good money. You know what I'm saying? I'm making, <laughs> All right, I'm yeah. making good money. I'm buying me some nice, nice things. I'm, I'm buying some nice things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And you afforded, you know, more, you know, opportunities and more luxuries, man. But what I found out, man, working at 95 is that I wasn't being mentally fulfilled, you know. Yeah. Like, it's that, uh, like, when my alarm clock goes off at, you know, at 5.30, you should somewhat be excited for the day ahead. Not mm-hmm. be, ah, I got to do this shit again. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what really turns young people off from the, the 9 to 5. Because, like, doing work is not the problem. I feel like a lot of people want to do work. Yeah. But doing work that doesn't like Fulfilling work. fulfill you or do or, or help you grow as an individual, people just like what am, what am I doing this for? I'm I'm selling shit to make y'all money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm only getting two percent of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so in that in that sense, I feel like young people got this sense of um, what's for me. You know what I'm saying? What am I getting out of this? And yeah. like in a nine to five, I feel like you you're not gonna find that. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think you can find it. Just depends on what kind of nine to five you're tailoring your efforts towards, and if it's something that because you go to school and you study for four years to get a job. Yep. More likely than not, if you went to college, right? And we're all college graduates, so during that point in time, you do find stuff that you are passionate about that you could see yourself doing in a career, uh, you know, environment. You should. You, you should you're supposed to. You're just supposed to. Yeah. Not, it doesn't happen all the time. Not a but that's the whole idea. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> That's the whole idea of going to college and paying, you know, a hell of money to figure that shit out, right? Because you're figuring shit out. The thing is, is like you said, is just finding something that coincides with your own fulfillment of what you want on your life track. Because you could find a nine to five that fulfills everything that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be financial. I mean, there's marine biologists that travel the world that make $20,000 a year that are happy as could be. They're doing what they want to do, studying animals, traveling the world. It, it's it's not always going to be the financial. It's not always going to be, um, you know, the location or not every nine to five is a desk job, right? So it, it's so many different factors that will um, coincide with what you believe in because some people may want to be at a desk job. I knew motherfuckers that went to college that wanted to be at the desk job. Wanted that desk they job. wanted that desk job. They wanted and they worked in it. And I remember talking to them a year after they'd been there. It was like, I love it. I get to do what I need to do, in and out, boop, 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 no hassle. Other people like, I like to be on my feet. I like to move around, meet people. So everybody's different on what they want to do. I think the biggest thing we got to highlight is if you are working a nine to five, but you have an alternative passion that you want to pursue, how do you go about doing that? You know, how do you go about taking exactly. that leap of faith while knowing you still have, you know, responsibilities that you do need to take care of? Yep. Now that you are afforded certain opportunities that past generations didn't have, how do you like you said, you don't want to waste those opportunities and those, uh, you know, comforts that you were given, but you still want to be able to chase your passion without completely feeling like you're, you know, zombified when you walk into work and you're working, you know, a desk job and just like, ah, this is crazy. Right. How do you find that balance? But, or how but do you in, in a sense though, working forward? that desk job, you know, I got to go back to the, uh, 
And like you said, it could be a different type of role where you like you just say, uh, maybe you are being more fulfilled or you're doing more of a collaborative work, whatever it may be. Yeah. I think the uh I feel like more young people have more entrepreneur experience, uh, you know, experience not experience, but um entrepreneurship. Spirit, is spirit, more, right? Yeah, it's, it's more of an acceptable. Yeah, in the sense like I I just don't know a lot of people I, I just see a lot of time on Twitter like nobody wants to work forty years and then retire at sixty five. You feel like you you worked most of the, your life, you know, and in that sense, and of course you probably maybe you made a good living, and if you were able to travel and stuff like that and enjoy your life, that's great. But I, I think young people are like, no, nah, I want to maybe go into business for myself, right, mm -hmm. or do something that's a little bit more lucrative, you know, on the, on the money side, or that affords you more hours of your free time mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And we talk about like more like creative work, right? Like the the old the old fashioned, you know, work the nine to five, ready to chase your dreams, man. I always think about the. The person who moves from like the middle of Iowa and just moves to LA to become an actress, right? Right. Waitress at night doing auditions during the day. Um, the real risk takers in America. That's what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> because man, if you think about it, man, the balls you would have to have, man, or yeah. the confidence in yourself. That's a big thing, right? The confidence in yourself and the material that you are creating, the, the feel that you are even good enough. To chase your dreams, man. I feel like that's a uh, anxiety that people face or a reality that people face because, I mean, because we all kids, everybody wants to be, you know, a rapper, or a hoop star, play in the league, or be an actress or an actor or a business CEO. Everybody, I'd love to be Jeff Bezos. Who wouldn't want to fucking be Jeff Bezos, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you want to be a businessman, businesswoman, whatever it may be, but I feel like what's the difference between that person working that nine to five and that person who's like willing to chase their dreams and, you know, trying to find like a maybe a different type of lifestyle, it's all going to be calculated back to like the le the level of like risk they're willing to take, right? Yeah. Or the comfortability yeah. that they're willing to, to, to differ between. And I feel like, um, for me personally, if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not really like growing, right? Right. And so in a sense, if I'm working at nine to five, how am I growing as an individual? You know, and of course, especially as young people, right? Because it's not like we can come in and we get the corner office. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you got to put your work in, right? Yeah. I understand that. But, like, you come in doing a lot of things that you probably would rather not want to do. Yeah, And depends. I feel like that yeah. really turns people off from that type of lifestyle. I think, I think, I think, you know, in terms of this discussion, it's really like four different categories of people. For people who want to pursue something, whatever their dream is, if it's creative or if it's being a VP of a company, whatever that dream is, right, you got, like, four categories. You got somebody who risks it all. Like a uh, what's my man's name? Like the Rock or the or the, throw the, the, throw the somebody dice from Iowa who just moves out to L.A. Yeah. Right? Somebody who has seven dollars in their pockets. Got a dollar in the dream. And they dollar in the dream. All they got. So if it's about that cream, <laughs> then I'm all up in the spot. You know what I mean? That type of person. Then you got somebody who might be working a nine to five to stack up the bread and yeah. say, look, once I get a hundred K in the bank or whatever it is, then I'm a move. I got three years of living or whatever. Then I could go chase my dreams. You got somebody who's working a nine to five and then in the evenings is like working on projects or doing whatever it is. And then you got somebody who's got like a good system who goes out and goes for it. Right. And so it's based on the three of us. We really fill three of those four categories. Right. You know what I mean? And I think the underlying theme for us, um, I mean, really where we all like met and bonded was through football, sports. And at one point in times, one point in time, I think all of us could have said that that's the shit that we, we wanted, wanted to do, to do for forever. Yeah. And none of us are. But at yeah. one point, you probably, probably was 12 and was like, damn, I, you know, I can score yeah. some touchdowns, <laughs> make these millions. That's true. That's true. But all of us walked away for three different reasons. 
You know what I mean? And I think that that's important to, to talk about because that's what people facing. You know what I mean? So definitely wanted to uh, take some time just to share about what that was that made us think through that decision to say, look, this was something that was important to me, but I ain't going to do this shit no more because what was that for you? So for me, it was just I'm a you know I'm an analytical guy. I'm a cost benefit analysis type guy. Yeah. So I actually stopped playing my sophomore year. It I wasn't because was I wasn't that. I was playing about that. I was uh, quitter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Quitter. And nigga, see me outside. In the big ass, yeah, bro. Nigga, I still got it. Nigga, I still got it. You can check the tape. You can check my dental record. Check the tape. No, it wasn't even the fact that I wasn't playing. It actually was funny because mugs when they found out I quit, they was like, "Why the hell you quit?" And I was just like. This shit ain't really that. Like, it it don't drive me the same way it used to. Like, for me, it was like waking up. That's important. You know, it was it was waking up, going to the practice, going to shit. I was like, damn, do I really want to just do this? Like, it's no benefit. Is we ain't winning. I'm getting my ass (laughs) whooped. Like, motherfuckers not locked in. I can focus on other things that are gonna actually help benefit me after I graduate. I ain't trying to go to the league no more. My body hurts all the time. And then all that concussion shit came out. And I had like two concussions. I was like, "Damn, this is—is is this really worth it for me? Mm-hmm. Is it really gonna you. do me any good besides just the discipline aspect of playing football and like physical shape?" I was like, mm. "I mean, I can hold myself accountable on that end at least, but to actually sacrifice the amount of time that I had to put in to right. do it just didn't really make sense." And I remember being so conflicted about it because I'm like, on one hand, I love the game of football. It's yeah. the best game to ever be created, played. It's the one of the best games to play because it teaches you so many different life lessons. Bouncing back, being resilient, and I earned my stripes. Teamwork, say yeah. I mean, shit. Say I definitely earned my, earned my stripes because sophomore year of high school, mugs counted me out, and I ended up getting you know opportunity to go play at the next level. So it's not like I can't defeat the odds. I've proven that to myself. So at that point, I was like, what else is there to prove? What I need to prove is I can graduate from school and get a good job. Because right now, I work my fucking football balance and school balance was all fucked up. And still trying to maintain some type of social life. Yeah. So at that point, I remember even calling you. You, you got. I was in the lab at like eleven thirty at night, like just going crazy, Doing bro. Grind. Like, just grinding. I'm like, dude, I can't fucking do this shit. I got to fucking work out at six in the morning. I haven't even gotten halfway through this lab. This shit is getting too. I was fucking stressed. I was fucking stressed out. So I was like, I'm not gonna keep doing this to myself. Especially, we wasn't winning. Yeah, right. If he was winning, it makes it a little bit easier. You know, if we was getting some respect, I was getting more respect just being in the, an engineer than I was a football player. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this shit. You know, I respect the team. I respect everybody that, you know, stuck through. And yeah, I quit. But shit, I ain't quit on myself. I just quit on the team. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. I didn't quit on me. I quit on you, motherfuckers. <laughs> team? What team? No, no, no. What I'm going to go out and do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and, and I'm going to get mine. Yeah. <laughs> With all due respect, it's just this is how I, that's just how I am. It's just like, dude, I'm not gonna continue to put my body and my life at risk for just just for fun. Like, I hear you. It was it was cool when it was cool, but it's just not that way. I didn't feel the same way about it no more. And that's just my that was my reason. It's just like it gets to a point where you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Is it worth doing something that really isn't worth doing just because everybody wants you to do it? No, I hear you. And, and for me, man, just to just tie in my experience to that, you know, I love football, the game, stuff like that, just like you guys and stuff like that. For just me, just, just a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I definitely soak, I, I soak in my own glory of the, of the good old days. <laughs> uh, but man, I was really watching my, my school, uh, college was to play uh, yesterday. But uh, so, I'm, I mean, I'm just very packed, man. It's, football is, is, is giving a lot to me over the game, right? Over the years and stuff like yeah. that. And I remember when I got to my senior year and stuff like that, I'm, 
you know, reaching out, trying to, like, find these, you know, workouts to get to, like, a next level, whether it was the CFL or the NFL, man. I remember just, you know, trying to exhaust my efforts and to, like, do, um, just to find a way, you know. I just find a way. I'm working out like crazy. Uh, man, I was, like, jacked, man. I was just, you know, just prime of my life, man. Just best of my life, right? And I remember uh, doing the CFL trials, man, and they just didn't go through. And it got to a point where... It, it, you kind of I had to came to the, come to the reality. I'm like, all right, so this isn't going to work out, you know. And that was a very tough time in my life, man. Like when your first dream, like first dream I've ever had of doing, doesn't come true. You just like, damn, was that a waste of like all those years of playing football? I mean, of course not. You know, I've had great experience. You know, I met great people and stuff like that. Some of my, right. my best relationships have been people I played football with, right? Yeah. You know, who I shared that locker room experience with. So in that sense, no, it wasn't a waste of time. But like. When when your dream don't come true at first, man, that shit hurts, and it, and it's a lot to deal with, especially as a young person, because it's just like it was like my first real letdown, you know. And I was at that point, I was just like, all right, so I'm not gonna be playing football anymore. What else do I care about? And that was that's what really I had to like. I had to, I'm working, of course, at this point, I'm back in Chicago, and I'm working. I'm like, all right, Patrick, what else are you good at? <laughs> you know, I'm at, I gotta ask yourself the tough questions, right? We talked about this. Asking yourself the tough questions. What am I good at? What am I passionate about? Because what I was doing at the time, I was like, I, yeah, I could do this and I can make a living off of it. And I would probably have a very decent life, average mm-hmm. life. And I'd be able to afford pretty much, you know, the things that I need to raise a family and just be, you know, a good American citizen, I guess, or whatever, right? But I was like, you know what? I want more. I, I just didn't, like, feel this way. And that's when, like, it kind of came full circle, you know, what I talked about, like, writing in high school and stuff like that to get back into it. I had to, like, rediscover myself and find a new passion, you know? And for me, you know, just in my sense of, like, the 9 to 5 versus chasing your dreams right now, I want to be a filmmaker, bro. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's on the directing or writing level, just the just overall producer or production level. And so what my mindset is, all right, I don't have a degree in this. I'm just starting out. I'm pretty much learning for myself, right? I got to learn how to do all this shit by myself, whether it's write a script, uh, put a cast together, put a production together, find, you know, camera people and stuff like that. And that takes time, man. Because you think you're gonna try something new, man. Really, you gonna chase, if you gonna chase your dreams, man. Whether start a business or being an actress or a rapper, singer, man. You go listen to some of Kanye's first songs, and they suck. Right. You know what I'm saying? His first beats are probably fucking awful. You know what I'm saying? Man, awful. Come on now. But he was very, a producer before he was a rapper. His lyrics weren't probably great, but the beats but, were sound. But, but no, 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 you're is, talking about his first shit. No, not the release. Oh, oh, not the release. Yeah. About the unreleased. Yeah, the yeah, unreleased joints. Yeah. And so, in the sense of like, man, you, I knew that like. If I'm going to try something new and do something that's going to be, like, tough and, and challenging, but it's my passion, you got to, uh, like, I had to accept the fact that I was probably going to fail or I was going to, like, just not, not not meet the requirements that I thought I was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Because you're saying, you start, like I said, I'm, you started something new. Yeah. And in that sense, man, that is tough for, like, people to do, especially, like, because I wasn't going to just pack my bags and move to L.A. once I figured out, hmm, I like writing. Let me go do that. Right. That would have been very stupid of me, right? Yeah. I, I, I might have been homeless right now. Who knows? But you uh, ain't gonna be homeless. We got you, and I appreciate that. But like, man, it's, it's people who take risks like I ain't that, though. Your bills. <laughs> it's you people got two weeks for me. Yeah, <laughs> you said two, said two weeks. weeks. You got two weeks to figure it out. I, I appreciate that, kid. Real shit. I appreciate that. That's that's a real shit. Two weeks, maybe a month at the most. But man, you know, I gotta draw the line somewhere. You gotta draw the line somewhere. But man, it's a. Uh, it's 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 a. Um, you gotta look into yourself, man. As an individual, as a young person, man. Am, am I gonna? you know, take the, the chances or take the risk to really accomplish what I want to accomplish. Because no bullshit, man. Honestly, looking back at it, when I look at the football thing, and that was like my first dream to like, you know, play in the NFL and stuff like that, I don't think I gave it my all. 
And mm. that's what really like pissed me off about it, right? Mm. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I was working out like six days a week in the morning and in the afternoon. I don't think I gave it my all. I feel like I could have did more. I could. I feel like you, I, I could have tried feel harder. That way, you know, not always. But no, but I, but I knew. I just look. You know, I just had to look myself in the mirror. Like, Patrick, did you really give it your all? Yeah. And like after after like coming to the the conclusion that I didn't, I said I would never. I never want to feel this way again. Mm. That I didn't like exhaust every single option. Now nowadays, man. Listen, if there's a if there's a problem, I can find a solution. Or if there's like a something, because I'm gonna find an answer. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna find a way to get through it. And just off that feeling alone, just like, man, it's, it's something when people say, yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and then they like they don't put in the work. So he's yeah. like, oh, you bullshit. You don't want to yeah. do this. You're not putting the work. But then it's that person who also says, no, I want to do this, and then they kind of put in the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They maybe they do the bare minimum. Maybe they go just above the bare minimum. But you gotta when you're chasing your dreams, you gotta you know trying to be like the one percent or something. Yeah. You gotta go above and beyond, you know. And that and that was like the the, uh, the reality that I came to. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, well, Mark Zuckerberg is not Mark Zuckerberg of chance. You know, Jeff Bezos. These people are literally tried to do something that hasn't been done before, or were just so confident in themselves, man. They say, you know what? If I fail, I fail. But I'm gonna work so fucking hard that there's no way that that happens, you know. And that's right. the way I think about it right now. If you put in all the, the all the work that you need to put in, man, like real shit, into whatever profession or dream that you want, your business, your uh, goals or career goals, whatever it may be, you if you put in the work, you won't fail. There's like no way because you because you, you put in so much work, you met so many people, networked and stuff like that. You you gonna you gonna come across some opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So even if you fall, it's not like you know what I'm saying you hit rock yeah. bottom. You land on something really nice because you didn't put so much work in. Yeah. But it's when you when you try to chase a dream and then you don't put the work in. And you think that this is something that you want, but you're really not working towards it. That's when you fall flat on your ass. And I never want to feel like that. Yeah, that's valid, bro. That's valid. I think, I don't know what, I I never really took the time to reflect on what it is that made me not keep pursuing football. But I noticed I just started to kind of take a different path. Like when I went to school, first of all, I went to the school that I wanted to go to, to be an engineer. Um, and play football, but I knew it wasn't the best football school. I just wanted to play the game. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be on the field. I was just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? But I wanted to be an engineer more importantly. And I noticed that, you know, you only have 24 hours in a day. Seems obvious, but that shit really makes a difference. And like, um, because I know you was talking about it, you know, you competing with other people who they're focusing on one thing and you got to focus on three, four, 15 other things. It's hard to compete. Yeah. And that definitely that definitely was the way it was for me. I remember, you know, being uh, cuz you talked about like, man, I got to be in the lab all these hours and everybody else got film and practice and I did that shit. I don't know how the fuck I did. Like we would there would be days where it would just be like 10, 12 hours of just work, like yeah. homework, like lab work, like all that shit and then practice. And then the shit starts taking the back seat and then I really just started to realize you know, that there were other things that were important to me and I really just had to focus on what was important and that kind of shaped the way things are for me. And it really reminds me of, um, are y'all, do y'all know who Simon Sinek is? No, you gotta no. educate me. So there's this author, he's a speaker, author, motivational speaker, whatever, you probably find him on YouTube. He has this book called The Infinite Game and it talks about when pursuing, it, to, to, whenever you're doing something, there's two real focuses of how you go about shit. It's very much like sports because some people are finite-minded where there's a fourth quarter, the game ends, somebody wins. Yeah. A lot of businesses that way. A lot of creatives think, okay, well, if I'm number one on the charts, I won. You know what I mean? It's over. Game over. 
Then the other school of thought is, is, is what's called like infinite, infinite minded, where you play the game not to win, but you play the game to make the game better. And you only quit and you only finish when you've exhausted every resource that you have and there's no more will to, to keep going on. So instead of there being a victory, instead of there being a, you know, a shot clock, right? If you out of money, you out of money. Or if you die, that's it. Yeah. But you're living every day with the purpose of making that game better to pursue whatever it is because you love it. And I felt like for me, that's exactly I like that, what I yeah. was what I was what I was pursuing, bro. I just enjoyed being in the pursuit of learning, being in the pursuit of something better because after Saturday, it was literally a fourth quarter. The clock was over, you win or you lost, you go home. And that's yeah. it. And it's like after a while, you know, for me, I was just like that can't be what I enjoyed more was actually the way it was in high school where we were grinding. I cared more about the practices, the workouts, you know, waking up at 6 a.m., 5.45, or traveling, you know, Mm -hmm. 40 minutes to go to a 7-on-7 to beat somebody ass. But being in the car to drive there was more fun or or grinding was more fun than the actual games. You know what I mean? And so I love that process. I would agree. And I think you even said it too, the relationships you build, the people that you meet playing the game is what – and that was the hardest part for me to walk away with was just not being able to that locker room time, like yeah, you know, to spend time with people. Right, like, that was a you get big, to know people really. Yeah, you get to know people. You see, like you know, just who they are as a person, and then you know, you see how they are in that Oklahoma drill too. You know, and it tells a lot about yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And so you know, I brought up I brought up the football piece, not to dive necessarily into the sport so much, but to really talk about to dive deeper into how that shaped. Because I can tell from every story that all three of us have just shared that that exemplified the way we're going about pursuing our dreams right now. Mm. Right. And so, I mean, walk us through, you know, based on what you did in terms of that decision, how are you pursuing your dreams now? As far as like, like with the for me, it's it's like for me, because especially, you know, working the nine to five is like if you're going to work the nine to five, then you also have to fulfill your requirements of put in the work for your past projects, right? And for me, that may be like, all right, after I get done working, after I get done with the, the externship, I put I put some, um, some time to the side to work on stuff that I'm passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't remember what execs talked about it, but it's just like, from like seven to nine every night, you need to be working on like your Sorry. passion projects, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You work from nine to five or whatever, take some time off, digress, and then start working on your work. And then for me, it's like, man, if I feel like, uh, I tell myself, all right, Pat, did you write today? No, you don't want to make it. You know what I'm saying? You oh! you don't want to. That's, that's how you have to you gotta ask yourself. You got to ask yourself the tough questions, man. And like, okay. if you say, hey, I want, I want to be, if I want to be a screenwriter, I got to be a screenwriter, then I got to write every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to hold, you got to hold yourself accountable. And that's the thing when I feel like when you are trying to chase your dreams, holding yourself accountable because you're not going to have somebody to, uh, you're not going to have somebody to walk you through everything. You know what I'm saying? No one's going to walk you down the aisle to like, you know, your yeah. career path and success. You got to, like, you know, put your backpack on, strap up the boots, and, you know, make sure that, if, you know, if you're working out every day, you're trying to be after you got to work out every day. If you're trying to be creative, you got to be creating content every day. Whatever your craft is, you got to be yeah. bettering yourself, and that's the accountability. And I feel like the people who, like, you know, have their successful businesses or become actresses, actors, and, and stuff like that, or athletes, they put in the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They talk about 10,000 hours to be an expert mm-hmm. in something, mm-hmm. you know, and... For me, man, I feel like I'm behind, like, 10,000 hours, man. I'm like, I got, I got to get my hours in, you know? It's a lot of pages, That's nigga. a lot of pages. It's a lot of pages. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of reading, but I think about that. And like I said, I got to go back to it, man. If you if you put in the um, if you put in the time, and there's no way you'll fail, right? 
Because you'll land on something. You know what I'm saying? If not, you'll reach your goal. you accomplish it. But it, it's that confidence. It's that resilience. But also, man, uh, it, it's a mentality. Because you, you got to think about pe- the traits that like CEOs have, the real risk takers. You know what I'm saying? And these, these, even these Wall Street guys. You know what I'm saying? It's the type of motor that they have that sets them apart from other different people. Yeah. And it's, it's like the Michael Jordan like uh, mindset, right? There's no way I'm going to lose. You know what right. I'm saying? It's that like, no, I, I'm going to win. I'm going to find a way to win. And not everybody has that mindset. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's something you should also ask yourself. Am I willing to exhaust you know, all options? Am, am I willing to die You know what I'm saying? on this dream? Am, am I willing to risk it all? To accomplish my goals. Exhaust every resource, bro. Exhaust every yeah. resource. And I feel like, man, you got to... That's a tough question. But if you feel like... If you can't answer that question, do you need to start asking yourself other questions. You know what I'm saying? Right. But and, and, and that, in that sense of like chasing your dreams, man, you, you got to be like up front with yourself. And that's when so, I feel like it, it comes into part. Yeah. So, so, so walk us through, you know... Knowing that, you know, it's things that you care about and your passions might lead you to maybe a physical location or a certain uh, industry, corporation, agency or whatever. Why didn't you just pack your bags and just grab a hundred dollars? Yeah, Cause you know, because so, it's so crazy. Because you know, <laughs> go west. That's the hey, hey. But if you think about it, if you think about it, think of the gold rush. You know what I'm saying? Eighteen hundreds. People just hopping on a train. I'm just heading with, west. I'm just heading west. Where you going? Heading west. <laughs> Nothing but a dime and a nickel in their pocket. You want to talk about some real risk takers? You know what I'm saying? Why, why not do that? Why not exhaust every resource? Out west. It's and uh and, and that's a sense of just like fear of failing. Of course, that I definitely deal with. You know what I'm saying? Just like. Or not having the, the the things that I feel that I need to like have to take that type of chance, take that type of risk, right? I'm all about calculated risk. There's and I know how much rent is in LA as well. And so I'm not gonna be living out of a car or like but or on somebody's couch. I got different principles. Now some people would do that. We talk about Travis Scott, man, he talked about how he lived on the couch for like two years. You know what I'm saying? Some people are willing to put themselves through that. Tiffany Haddish was doing comedy out of her car, you know what I'm saying? People are willing to exhaust all options in order to reach their goals. And that's a different type oh, of mindset. Yeah. Some, some people don't need the safety net. You know, some people just like, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm diving off the cliff. Yeah, like people cable. are jumping. I'm either going to fly or I'm going to fall. <laughs> like, it's that simple. And other people are like, and, and other people are like, that, yeah, which is fine. That's, it's calculated risk. I want to stack a certain amount of money where I can feel comfortable knowing that yeah. I got options. So do you feel like for you personally, I mean, obviously we know the answer, but but do you feel like either one of those is right or wrong? Like, do you feel worse off because you're only spending two hours a day instead of 24 focusing on that craft? Oh, yeah, you definitely feel guilty about it, you know what I'm saying? But then you also talk, do you also got to like evaluate where you are in your life, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like, some people, and the thing is, you know, when in certain, in certain careers, man, you might not pop off until you're like well into your 40s or 50s, you know what I'm saying? You might not yeah. reach that pinnacle. Like, Andy Reid was, has been a football coach for over 30 or 40 years. You know what I'm saying? Just won a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? He's like, and he's been before and lost. You know what I'm saying? Back. And so, like, think about him, like, reaching for that goal. You know what I'm saying? Striving for that opportunity. Right. You know, it took him years. You know, you talk about, especially, like, in the film industry, man, with, with screenwriters, some people don't write their best work until they're in their 50s or 60s. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to live life to be able to tell a story, you know? And so, in that sense, you got to think about the... Uh, the long road, you know what I'm saying? You can't just move out to LA and be like, all right, I'm trying to book a TV show and I'm trying to be on HBO, some HBO special next, you know, next month or next next year. It doesn't work like that, you know what I'm saying? So I guess when you're also chasing your dreams, and I, and I think too, it's just like, it's not that I have to go right now. 
It's just that I have to go at my own pace and right. be able to just, you know, right. do it do it on my time. But also, like, also just still putting in the work. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, like, you know, one of our homies, one of my best friends, you know, after high school, he said, peace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He moved out west and stuff like that. And he ain't been back since. And so I'm like, I'm so happy for him because it doesn't happen for, like, a lot of people like that. You know, sometimes yeah. they back in a few months or, you know, a year or two and stuff like that. And I didn't want to be that person, too. Because... Imagine that's kind of embarrassing, you know what I'm saying? It's it's that yeah, I went to go chase my dreams, but now I had to move back home because I failed. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, though. a lot of people don't want to deal with that reality, so some people won't even take the risk. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Fuck it, I don't even want to. What's worse? I don't even want that. that, that is, you know what I'm saying? Up. Exactly, and that's and that's and that's the that's how I felt about football. You know what I'm saying? I mm. didn't take enough risks. I didn't exhaust all options, and that was that. And that's what kind of eats you away at night. You mm. know, it keeps you up and stuff like that, and like having that feeling of just like. Damn, but I'll just put in the work. You know what I'm saying? I, I, a lot of people, I feel like, feel like that, man. And like, if I just put in the work, man, what could have been? Right. And I ain't trying to be with the what, the what if, motherfucker. I ain't finna be at the barbershop 65 talking about. If I would only. You know what I'm saying? I, that, that won't be me. One you know? more page would have got me to it. <laughs> you Can know? you imagine that shit? One more and page. I, and, and, and I feel like a life of regret. And then we're young, and, I, and I'm really thinking about this shit, man. A life of, of regret is just something that, like, I just don't want to have to think about, you know. Of course, you're going to always regret some small things, but I don't want to regret the big opportunities or regret that I didn't put in the work, mm -hmm. you know, to chase yeah. my dreams because that's that, that'll eat away at you as well, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us, bro. That's true. It's, it's, I mean, we all here. We all honestly, man. You know, yeah. it's 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 the basement. It's, it's blunts of coffee. Right. You know what yeah. yeah. I, know, I mean, just I know that I know that I know you, and that's I know real. Yeah, that's real. Like that's, that was real talk. Yeah. I appreciate that. So then, so then, Cam, for you, you kind of on the on a not not necessarily too different, but different spectrum spectrum. Just stacking yeah. and saving and, and grinding. Um, you know, walk us through that that how that dilemma is in terms of nine to five versus chasing chasing your dreams full on. How does that work out for you? Shit, not working. <laughs> not, I don't get off at five. Shit. For those of y'all that don't know, yes, I am in what we call the rat race here in America, and I'm currently up right now, but I am sacrificing a lot of time and energy to get there, which I'm cool with, because my goal is to be financially free at by 45. Not saying that I don't work, but I'm not going to have somebody hold that over me to work. If I want to walk away and just be retired, I can. If I want to continue to work because I found something that is in line with my goals and I fuck with the company, yeah. I fuck who I'm working with, cool. Either way, I'ma have that option. So right now I just gotta, you know, grind to get there and I'm stacking and saving, uh, you know, dollar by dollar, cent by cent. Um, you know, making sure I'm keeping my mind sharp with the industry, what's going on, how to move my money, make it make sense. And at the end of the day, it's no I have no passion. Like I'm not trying to be a, an artist or I'm not trying to, you know, you know, be a movie star or anything like that. I just want to be able to put myself in a position where I can do whatever the fuck to, I want, I whatever the fuck I want, however the fuck I want. Yeah. And the only way to do that is that, right? And it's not that this is going to bring me happiness. Is this is going to give me time back? Once I got the money, I don't have to spend time doing shit I don't want to do. And and for for the audio listeners, what he's referring to in terms of that. Is dead the cash. cash. Yeah, I forgot that we were yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> just just to clarify, we are yeah. talking about cheese, yes. bread, butter. And eventually <laughs> and eventually I want to get to the point because I know I will get there where I can and put my money into your guys' endeavors. Cause I see like that would be like that would bring me the most joy is to be able to be like, yo, Pat, 
you need some money to for a film. Oh, I got you, bro. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Let's make it happen, right? Well, let's go into a business adventure together. Because eventually, I do want to step over into the entrepreneurial space, whether it be a franchise, whatever. I'm just want to go stack my cheese first. Yeah. Honestly, the one thing that this job has taught me is just this grind, motherfucker. Like shit, this this it's, it's a grind. It's not gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. Like there's gonna be some days that you just gonna come in and get your ass whooped. There's gonna be other days when you whooping ass. It's just how it goes. But yeah. <laughs> Somebody always getting that ass whooped. Yeah, somebody's always, you know, you're going to get got. You just got to get yours more than you get got. And, you know, meeting new people was dope. Just like the, you know, because I deal with every different type of person, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's really allowing me to be able to just grow personally. Just being able to have a conversation with anybody from any background. And just be able to find a common ground and just say, hey, this is what, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. What can we do? You know, and so there's a lot of, you know, things that I've learned about myself in the past two years where, you know, me quitting football on one hand was like, oh, damn, am I a quitter? But on the other hand, it's like, man, I'm grinding out 12 hour days like it ain't shit. I ain't quitting on nobody. I mean, yeah. it's just you got to reassess which who you are and what you do and figure out what's the best route for yourself. So I feel like this is the best route I got. I got some things in the works that, you know, I'm not going to speak on right now until mm-hmm. they happen for sure. But I'm like, very excited about what is transparent. Um, What's going on right yeah. now? And I was talking to my dad about it the other day. He was just like, look, dude, you got, you're making it happen. You just got to continue to make it happen, and you're going to be better off than most. So. But about like, look how you mentioned like the grind. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's a, uh, you know, we live in the instant gratification era, yeah. and everybody wants like now. You know what I'm saying? You And I, I'm, I'm the same way. You know what I'm saying? If I write some raw ass shit, I want that motherfucker sold tomorrow. I want to produce, yeah. the, you know, in four weeks. You know what I'm saying? You want... You want to see your visions, you know what I'm saying, your dreams come together, like, you know, now. But, like, it's like you say, it's a grind, you know what I'm saying? Things take time, things take years, you know what I'm saying, to really get to that pinnacle of life where, you, you know what I'm saying, where you are able to uh, really accomplish what you are trying to do. And I feel like, man, that's a, another mindset that we got to like, also understand as young people that, you know, life's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? 100%. And so especially when you're chasing your dreams... You know what I'm saying? You're not going to star. You know, your first role is not going to be in the first, you know, Martin Swatch Hazy film. You know what I'm saying? You can do some indie picks. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna, you got to start somewhere. That's the thing, right? Yeah. And I feel like getting started is like the is like the best thing, right? It's the key. It's the key because anything you do, like, where, where you where can't, because, man, because at this point, man, you're going to be used to just, at one point, just, you know, knocking away hours. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be nothing to you because you didn't put in the work. That's the thing. You, you didn't put in the work. You know what I'm saying? Now you finna, you know, Get yeah. you know your fruit back, and at the end I of it, I couldn't imagine being off work at five and just being like, "What? The I fuck? don't know what the <laughs> yeah, like I got to do watch, something. Take a, yeah. you know, watch yeah. the movie. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like and so, but thinking, man, you put in the work, man, and that's that's the thing, man. Whatever you, whether you got to work that nine to five, you got chasing the dream. Regardless, you have to put in that work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're gonna have to put your hands in the mud. Yeah. To, to really, you know, get to where you want to go. And, yeah. and, I, and I feel like we're all in this room, especially on that trajectory, you know what I'm saying, of reaching our goals and, you know, accomplishing our dreams and whatnot. We just got to continue so putting in the work. A, I do want to pose a question because I know we talked a lot about our situations, which is great. What I want to propose is a question of somebody who's either figuring out what their passion is or what would you guys, you know, suggest to somebody that is kind of in that limbo space where they're working that nine to five, they're trying to create and figure out what their passions are. How do you, you know, how would you best, you know, advise them and like, hey, you know, this is what I did. This is what works. Like, how do you kind of switch their yeah. mindset or maybe help them take that leap of faith. You know what I'm saying? I was actually just talking to uh, one of my homegirls about this. You know, she uh, she works in like the finance industry, right? And she's just like literally just on her computer, just, you know, typing away and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And, you know, she just works nine to five. She works a great job and stuff like that. But she was just talking about how she doesn't have like a passion for anything, right? Which isn't 
she doesn't do anything outside of work, you know? And, of yeah. course, with COVID, you know, you can't really do anything, you know, extra. Like, you can't travel. And then I was just like, she's like, I want to find something that I like doing on my free time. And I was like, so I'm just, I was just asking, like, so what are some of the things you did as a kid, you know, to make you happy and stuff like that? And we talked about, you know, sewing. She, she's like, you make outfits with her parents and stuff like that. I mean, that's something that you can do. The thing is, it doesn't have to, like, your passion and stuff like that doesn't have to be like a a money uh, incentive, have you know to what I'm saying? Be monetary. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a money incentive. It can end up being a money incentive, you know what I'm saying, once you, like, you know, really put the time in and maybe you create some dope content. But... It, it man, it could be something that's like uh, like my home, like Aaron. You know, Aaron does like the bouquet of flowers and stuff like that, bro. He literally was just in law school, just like freaking out, just just having nothing to really care about, and he just picked up a hobby. You know what I'm saying? And, rather, and it could be reading too. You know, what I'm saying? it could just be something just simple, just something, some something on your leisure time that you like doing for fun. You know what I'm saying? And maybe you get an idea off something, and that's usually how it happens. That's constructive. You know that's, that. That's that's the key. Yeah. Something constructive. You know what I'm saying? Because can just go hit the bar at 5 o'clock and just, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just something <laughs> constructive, right? Yeah, because you can just yeah, hit the bar at the work and just go yeah. to town. Yeah. But, you know, finding something, man, it could be gardening, it could be sewing, cooking, whatever it may be. I just feel like, man, just you got to do something to, to feel that, you know, if you have that void of you saying you don't have a passion, you're just working, you know, you're just clocking the hours away. And just start with something small, man. And from there, just you can build. Yeah, I think I think I would kind of walk. What I help people do is just thinking through shit. Like a lot of it, especially for me, it was like two phases of of creating that spark of what I'm doing now. Um, and the first one was really just like reflecting on myself, my skill sets, what I enjoy doing, and what I'm good at. And for me, I noticed that um, a lot of my whole I'm really a big I'm big on like leadership um, development mentoring and connecting communication skills all of that stuff my soft skills are like what i what i focus in and develop the most of everything of everything and i also enjoy being studious so i kind of put those together right and kept them to the side and and just tried to find something that aligned with that you know what i mean okay i like learning i like meeting people i like speaking i like helping them do x y and z helping them take action okay that just so happens to fit the, the description of this so for me, that works really well because like I'm inspired every day to get up like this morning. I don't even know what the fuck was wrong with me. I didn't have no alarm. I just kind of like, oh, fuck it. Let's get, let's get after it, bro. Got some work in before I even came over here. You know what I mean? Um, like woke up off the couch type shit and was like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? The second thing, have y'all heard that story about um, it's like a father and two sons talking about the, uh, about the power of compound interest, but about doubling a penny? No, you gotta inform us. Let us know what's up. So yeah, so so here's here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize about the common theme of all of the stories that have been shared thus far has been work, consistent work. If you're pursuing your dreams, you can't do them if you're not taking action, right? That's yeah. the whole point of yeah. all of this. And so a father walked up to his two sons and was like, "Look, I'm gonna give you two options. I got a big ass inheritance. I'm gonna leave behind and I'm gonna pass away." Son A, or or to both of them, the first option is this. I can give you a million dollars right now, cash. You can go do whatever you want to do. Or I'm going to double a penny every day for a month, and you can get whatever is left. What option do you take? You said, double a penny, penny for just a month? A month, 31 days. So 31 days of doubling a penny, so like exponentially. So Yeah, I hear you. Which option are you taking? Well, I, don't, I ain't got my calculator on me right now. Obviously, but. that's the point. 
That's if you knew the answer. Uh, well, I would take the meal because I knew I would know what to do. I know what a meal is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do with it as well. But, but, but y'all what, both taking a meal? Yeah, cause I don't know. I don't know what the double. I don't know what that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Of not knowing. Yeah, you just don't know how much a penny is over thirty-one uh, days being compounded. It's probably uh, like ten mil or some crazy shit. Just, just for fun. Yeah, it's ten mil. It's, it's about, about ten mil. mil. I was yeah. just doing the math in my house. Like it's probably around. It's that about number. ten mil. Why is this story important? Because we think about okay, ten mil obviously is more than one mil. Yay, take a take. If somebody ever walks up to you and gives you this option, if somebody walks up to you, obviously you'll take ten mil if you know the answer to it. Yeah. The point of the story is is that the first couple of days of doubling a penny, you go from one penny, two pennies, four pennies, eight pennies. That ain't shit. Yeah. That ain't shit. The most important important parts are the last couple of days where two mil turns to four mil, turns to eight mil, turns to sixteen mil. Why am I sharing this? That means that the earlier you get started, the more days of a penny being doubled going from two mil to four mil to eight mil that you'll have. So for me, what I noticed was if I'm going to do something, I might as well go all out, all out on this shit, right? Because I might be at two pennies, four pennies, and everybody's like, why are you doing that dumb ass shit? You only got four pennies. Yeah. You dumb as fuck. Yeah. And there will be one day where I'm going to look up after consistently working and be in my 30, 29th day, 30th day, 31st day, of two mil, four mil, and eight mil. And that's when it really makes a difference. That's how everything works, whether it be financial goals, whether it be your career, whether it be pursuing something creative. Nobody remembers, nobody pays attention until the compound interest of the habits that you're ta- that you're doing take over and you really fucking kill it. That's exactly how it works. What did Kanye say? Imagine, do what he say, 10 beats a day, locking yourself in your basement, doing 10 beats a day for five summers. Nobody remembered him when yeah. he was in his basement, but we know that motherfucker now. You know how many beats he's probably done? That's day 29, day 30, day 31 of all of this shit. So it don't really matter. It don't really matter what you're pursuing. For me, it's been always about how many days am I giving myself? How long am I going to let myself run this race? Am I ready to do this for this long? Because the longer you give yourself, the more compound interest on the back end that's going to really pay off will be there for you. What you need, what you need, what you need, what you need.